Welcome to the Vita Foods Insights Podcast. Join us as we explore the latest in science and innovation, helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop, and progress. Today's host is Charlotte Bastionza, Associate Editor. Hello, and thank you for tuning into this Vita Foods Insights podcast. Today, I'm joined by Rushva Pariha, who is the head of Improving Lives Foundation with Omni Active Health Technologies. Great to have you with us today, Rushva. Thank you so much for having me, Charlie. I think it's a pleasure. Thank you. Of course. Uh, today, we're addressing a few things. We're talking about the Improving Lives Foundation, which is part of OmniActive's Corporate Social Responsibility Initiative, which um, focuses on improving health and living conditions for small farming communities in India. And then we're going to look at this topic of corporate social responsibility within the nutrition industry and what can be done here to provide further solutions to distressed regions and malnutritional populations. I think over the course of 2020 and during this pandemic, we've really seen how the lack of healthcare resources and services has affected the lives and livelihoods for for many people. But I think for some of the communities in low income and third world countries, this is a daily reality and and a permanent challenge. So this year's outbreak certainly just emphasizes the need for collective support from, from industry stakeholders. So, Rushwa, I'm excited to get into all of that. But first, I'd love to hear more about the Improving Lives Foundation, which has been so successful in driving solutions for, I know some of the areas you're targeting are improved hygiene, building infrastructure and treating eye problems. And I know that that's, and those are areas that the foundation's really passionate about. But could you tell us a bit more about how it was started out, you know, how it's evolved today to offer so many different services and who's on the ground running things? Sure. You know, one of the points that you mentioned is so true that it is definitely, um, the pandemic has definitely highlighted for all of us the issues within the healthcare space. Um, It's also, of course, brought to light many other issues which we hope to address um, in general. Um, But the OmniActive Improving Lives Foundation is something that we started in 2017. And we started it with this very specific intention that for us as a company, um, the farmers are really where everything begins because we're a vertically integrated company and we grow, uh, you know, marigold flowers. And now also we grow peppers from Capsimax with marigold for Lutamax 2020. And if the farmers are the start of our, of our product, we must be able to find a way to give back and provide additional value to them uh, in a way that is meaningful and valuable. So we actually decided to go to these farming communities and speak to them. Uh, We spoke to more than 150 farmers and we spoke to local government officials. We spoke to the health departments in in the villages. And we really came up with a few areas where we said, okay, these are these are focused areas where if we do targeted interventions, we would be able to improve the lives of of the farming communities as a whole. that was really where we began, and over the year, and you know, those areas of food that we that we identified were one on improving nutrition, um, because we identified anemia as a big problem. The other, um, the other one was for vision, um, which was related to cataracts. Um, there was also an issue uh, that we found with hygiene, because we, for example, we found that more than eighty percent of the people 
um, in these villages did not use soap to wash their hands. And, um, you know, and now, of course, with the pandemic, you realize how important hand washing is. But hand washing, besides preventing COVID, also prevents the spread of many other diseases. And so that was the basic hygiene behavior that we wanted to inculcate and build on. And um, when we started, we were also uh, we also realized that there was a there was lack of access to basic sanitation. So we also worked um, to help provide that. And thanks to our efforts, actually, in um, 2018, the region became open defecation free. Um, and since then, we you know since uh, the access was provided and people were using sanitation facilities, uh, we decided that we would focus on other areas. Uh, and and moved on from sanitation in 2018 to uh, also include farmer productivity. And that's one of our new focuses now. So besides vision, nutrition, and hygiene, we also focus on um, on farmer productivity. Rishwa, it's amazing to see the work that OmniActive has done to address some of these uh, pressing issues in the rural communities of, of India through the Improving Lives Foundation. I can imagine that's quite a big project, though. So who have you got sort of running that on the ground, having that daily contact um, with the farming community that, that you guys are targeting? Who have you got sort of actively working there to understand their needs and making sure that the solutions are in place and that you're gathering that feedback? Um, that's a very, very, very important question. I think, um, so what I think is unique about the way we work is that we have, so I work personally to make sure that we are tracking what's happening with the farming communities. I visit the villages once a month, uh, and I work very actively with our partners on the ground. So we have NGO partners who are executing our projects. Um, but we, I work very closely with them to design the programs and of course also oversee the execution of them. Um, so we have Shankar Eye Foundation, and that's a, it's a renowned foundation that has been working for eye health for many, many years, um, helping us with our eye health program. And we have Finnish Society, uh, that's another NGO based out, of, based out of India that is helping us with the execution. So we have teams there on the ground, and I work with them very closely to make sure that we execute our projects. Um, just speaking of execution, it, uh, I thought it'd be interesting to also tell you how we execute our projects because I think that that's also something that we've we've tried to be a little innovative with, um, you know, because the Improving Lives Foundation currently is funded um, entirely by OmniActive, and um, and because of that, we don't always have, you know, the amount of funds that say a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation does because you know there is obviously a, a difference in that. So we've tried to actually plug in into the already existing ecosystem that exists in India and try to actually help bring about this change by finding where we can be most valuable. Um, so for example, with our anemia program, what we realized was that, um, of course, there's one way to do it would be to just give medicines to everybody and make sure that they all take them. Um, but you know that has a much higher cost attached to it. So. Um, what we did instead was we started training everybody on on understanding what anemia is because most times people may be anemic but not realize that they're anemic. They may understand the symptoms of it but not know what it's called. So we tried to first bring about this training so they identify, okay, this is a problem. And when you identify that this is a problem, you know that, okay, you have to take steps to solve it. Um, and so then in order to solve it, we went door to door testing um, 
across the whole village six villages actually we went door to door and uh, we tested everybody and everyone who was anemic we they now identified okay this is what it is this is the problem i have and they were more willing to take the medicines provided because they knew that this was the problem and in order to make sure that this is not something that recurs uh, we tried to find a more cost effective solution for that and uh, there what we dis- we realized that the 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 crux of the issue is why people women were being more anemic uh, was because they were not eating properly and they were not eating properly because of customs and habits in india um, particularly in the villages which is which very patriarchal i am sad to say that but then that these are things that we work on changing as well uh where you know the men eat eat first and the children then the women uh therefore the women end up eating just like the lentils and the rice and don't actually eat any vegetables and then buying more vegetables was an added cost so um we gave free seeds to all the villagers our villagers to grow little um healthy vegetables in their backyards in their kitchen gardens uh and use that so that they can eat prepare more vegetables and therefore also eat it and uh, then not have to face anemia in the long term so what we as a just an illustration of what we've tried to do is plug in ourselves in um identifying the problem really really closely and then providing a custom solution to the region which works there and now it may not work everywhere uh, and we'll have to as we grow i think one of our challenges is going to be to keep creating these new custom solutions uh and take them um as we expand. Arusha that's amazing and I think having you on the ground and having that weekly physical interaction with the farmers and the fa- family communities is so valuable. I also appreciate that you highlighted some of the challenges around cost-effective solutions and and what you guys have done to educate and test the local population and get them obviously to to you know willingly want to have and follow their their medical treatment plans. I I also love that you guys have implemented the sustainable home food farming model. I think that's really important and that's that's not just something for those communities but something that we should really look to have a greater global uptake of. Funding absolutely. is of course yeah, absolutely. And funding is of course a, a really realistic consideration for businesses looking to improve their company driven initiatives. But so Rishwa, let's talk a little bit more about this issue of co- corporate res- social responsibility. our supply chain stakeholders from raw ingredient sourcing to manufacturing to services are are all at the forefront of innovation and in nutrition so as an industry i think we're really well placed to provide solutions that can make a difference and some companies are obviously very active with projects similar to the improving lives foundation but i think over the years we would like to see an evolution of more companies improving their their corporate social responsibility footprint and as you mentioned sustainability and corporate social responsibility are really interlinked i think business sustainability starts at the base of your supply chain taking care of the the, the folks on the ground what does this issue of corporate social responsibility mean to you and you know why should it be so valuable to, to businesses so personally i think that we have to look at corporate social responsibility as something that we are now expecting companies to do we've been hearing this term corporate social responsibility for decades now i think 1970 was when adam grant first came up with it um and we you know it's been decades since then and, but now more than ever i think with with the sustainable development goals uh, there has been a real push for companies around the world to take 
social to take account of the impact they have in society and make a difference towards it and in many places we really see that companies are leading the way in um in creating change in bringing about development uh in ways that i think that maybe the the public sector has not been able to do um and so i think it is for companies it's really about recognizing the responsibility they have towards the society that they work in and the planet uh, on a whole and particularly when you look at the nutrition uh, companies within the nutrition industry they are they are already at the forefront of innovation and building these natural product um linkages with customers um so i feel like it's only natural for the, for all companies within the within the um supplement space to look at sustainability as a larger as a larger responsibility that they must fulfill now how they look at corporate social responsibility and how they look at sustainability must really depend on the values that each company has and kind of make sure that they link their corporate responsibility programs to these values because that is when you can you will see that these things actually have a great impact um because you are investing in programs that you truly believe in that you've seen will make a difference um and you know this can range from embracing the circular economy in a better way making sure that the practices that you you uphold are are good not just for the consumers but also for the planet and i mean there are many ways to look at it um but if you are an ingredient supplier who's who's business really starts at the farm then maybe looking at the farms is the greatest way to start because that is where we really need to drive change and impact um and i mean also this has been this is a this is a trend that you're seeing as when you when you ask me a question about why should companies care really about um corporate social responsibility you're seeing this as as it becoming something that is not just good for um you know it's not good to have but it's a really it's something that people the companies are striving towards like if you look at unilever for example the big giant working in many many spaces um more than 75% of the company's growth last year came from its sustainable living brands um so you know you're seeing that even from a consumer perspective they are valuing corporate social responsibility they are valuing companies that value the planet that value the society that they are in and um, i think that's also a big incentive for companies to say okay there are consumers who care now so we must also care and create value um in all levels of our supply chain absolutely rashan it's so interesting to hear your take on how corporate social responsibility is going to become almost expected from industry stakeholders also yep. from investors and even end consumers as you mentioned i think it's really it's important to highlight that we can as an industry plug in holes that the public healthcare sector can't and we also know i think consumers are starting to become quite curious about understanding more about how you know their entire supply chain feeds into their finished products and some of the the younger generations are really really passionate about these issues of environmental and social sustainability i think that's really important to mention yeah. um i think as you mentioned as well this shouldn't just be a nice to have initiative for businesses but one that actually adds value because it should align with um most companies' cause and and 
I suppose, the underlining mission for our industry to drive health solutions. So, Rishva, what, in your opinion, are some of the regions of the world that are really facing very complex challenges? What are some of the pressing health concerns where businesses and other companies who have maybe not quite exercised a lot of their corporate social responsibility yet, where are those areas that they can start getting involved in? How do you go about identifying you know, the region, the type of nutrition or healthcare issue that you should be looking to address and highlight, drive solutions around that. How can a business that, you know, has not maybe been so active with corporate social responsibility identify a, a region and get behind a cause and, and drive solutions? I think that's a very, very interesting question. And it's also a very personal one, because I think that if you really look at the world today, there is gross inequality. There are healthcare challenges, not just in the developing world, but there are healthcare challenges everywhere. I mean, we are seeing um, the healthcare systems in countries like America, which was supposed to have the best healthcare in the world, collapse um, due to COVID. Right. And if COVID has mm-hmm. also kind of highlighted the gaps and the gaping holes that really exist within the healthcare system around the world. So for companies, I think it's a very, very personal choice and they must Mm -hmm. make one uh, as to where they choose to make an investment towards society. And that investment could be uh, if, I mean, it depends on where you operate. If you are a Swedish company, for example, maybe you want to focus your efforts in Sweden. Yes, Sweden Mm -hmm. is a very developed country. They may not have many challenges, but some challenges do exist. Like, for example, I know in Sweden, mental health is a big challenge. So maybe you want to focus on addressing those concerns. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that for companies to really make a difference and really care, they must be, they must make these contributions in areas where they are operating or in something that they are impacting. Uh, Because what happens then is then you care about it. If, if this is something that you choose to do in a, in somewhere which is nowhere linked to you, you may, it may slip through the cracks. You know, because just just as to how we function, the world functions, there's so much going on every time. And if this is something that's at the back of your mind, very far back, then it has a tendency to fall down, fall away. But we want it to be right in the front. We want it to be right in the beginning. We want you to think about your contribution and your impact to society at the very forefront like when you are thinking about your products, think about what can you do? How can, how is this impacting the planet? Mm. How can I make this better from where, from, you know, look at where you're sourcing from, look at where, how your supply chain works. These are all things that you can consider and it doesn't have to be uh, make a contribution towards a charity, um, but identify problems that you see around you because there are problems everywhere. And try solving those problems. One really great example that I um, that I have is uh, I can give you one from um, from Omni Active itself. Is we have a project called Omni Reads. Uh, what we identified in India was that for people or children who are visually challenged, they don't really have access to any kind of material which is recreational to read. Um, because mostly their textbooks or school books are what are translated into Braille or into an audiobook format that they can um, that they can hear. But 
nothing recreational and when we thought when we when i heard that first we were like this this seems so sad to imagine kids who can't read story books uh, or can't read stories so you know we thought about it, okay how can we address this problem and what we decided to do was we got all our employees on board and they are recording audio books now for children and we are donating these audio books to all the blind libraries in india 17 different libraries we've donated these books to to reach 30000 kids who would have otherwise not had access to story books and i i feel like there can be you know you can find some small ways to make contributions like this as a company absolutely But, yeah uh, yeah i i wish i really like that you mentioned that this should be a personal choice for businesses and something that each company has to identify and get behind uh, you know in their own path because they're passionate about the cause and as you mentioned it doesn't have to be about targeting developing countries necessarily but possibly finding causes close to home that you know they can have a more hands-on approach with similarly to you being on the ground supporting the improving lives foundation cause and thank you very much for for highlighting uh, the reading project i think that's really really interesting too um rishva thanks so much for all of your insights today you know it's been great to hear more about the improving lives foundation and also hear your take around corporate social responsibility and how we as industry stakeholders can invest in society and, and creating solutions for for regions that are and populations that are really in need it's been really valuable having you on this podcast and thank you very much for joining me Thank you so much for having me on this Charlie it was a real pleasure to talk to you and I think that I hope actually I hope that we are able to continue this conversation and really help companies within our industry make the sensible choice of giving back Of course I think that's something that you never run out of there's always going to be help needed everywhere so we'll absolutely. certainly continue this conversation absolutely Absolutely Thank you Rishwa. Thank you so much Charlie thank you thank you for having me